Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm extremely, extremely excited today to talk to author Bianca Sloan. She's written a psychological thriller by the name of And When I Die, and I'm so ready to get to know her, get to know her books, and how all this started, really. Hi, Bianca. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's, it's mutual. I'm excited too. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Let's dive into your book, And When I Die. Yeah. Is this your first thriller that you've written? No, this is my ninth book that ninth? I've written. That is yeah, that, I think that's, that's right. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I think I knew that because I was kind of stalking you a little bit. Stalk away, yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about And When I Die. Can you tell yeah. me what the book is about? Yeah. So the uh, book takes place in a very affluent suburb of Chicago, which is where I'm from, Lake Forest. And it is about this group of teenage girls. One of the girls, Whitney, she's the most popular girl in school. And she's uh, been in this fight with her former best friend, Jordan and they've had this major falling out. And then Whitney, she goes and she gets a new best friend, Harley. <laughs> and cause you know, that's what teenage girls do, yes, right? Absolutely. You know, <laughs> every everything is dispensed, you know, disposable. <laughs> and Whitney is murdered. No. And because this is a small community, it's an affluent community. It's one of those places where things like this just don't happen. You know, it's right. that type of they, they idea. always say that. <laughs> yes, yes. I can't believe this, you know. <laughs> And so it becomes this whodunit of, you know, who would have killed Whitney and why. In the background, there's actually a tie to an earlier case that's connected to Whitney's murder. And it's about how it all comes together and how that that previous murder impacts uh, what happened with Whitney. And just, as I said, just everything kind of merging together. And we find out who actually did it and why. So that's the nutshell. As much as I want to know who actually did it, I want to read your book. And of course, <laughs> I don't want you to give away the ending, but I, I'm so intrigued by this. Well, um, and you might appreciate this too, because part of the um, the past murder takes place in Houston, Texas. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> There's a connection. There's a connection there. <laughs> I went to junior high in, in Houston, you know, a hundred years ago. And so I, I drew on that experience of uh, Houston in the 80s. It takes place in the 80s, uh, the, the past one. And so so I, I used I used a lot of that, again, that that kind of murder in the past. So so that's another incentive for you, right? There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As much as I'm like getting excited to speak to you and speak about this book, this book is actually based on a on a crime that mm-hmm. I read. Can you kind of shift toward that a little bit and tell yeah, me? Absolutely. So my joke is that during the pandemic, while everybody else was watching all of Netflix, I was watching all of Investigation Discovery. And <laughs> um, even, I mean, to be honest, even before the pandemic, I was watching right. all of it. But, um, <laughs> Same here. But, yeah, I mean, nothing like it. But one of the shows that they had a couple of years back, 
it was examining murders from the 80s. And I'm an 80s girl. Like, I'm all about, you know, VH1 classic, 80. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, one of the uh, murders that one of the cases that they were covering was called the cheerleader murder. And it was examining the case of Kirsten Costas, who was a cheerleader for a high school outside of San Francisco, Miramonte High School. And she was a popular girl. You know, everyone loved her, you know, bright, beautiful, bubbly, the whole thing. And she was murdered by her classmate. And because her classmate was jealous of her, Kirsten was getting everything that this other girl wanted. Kirsten made cheerleading. Kirsten was in this sorority. Kirsten, you know, just right, the popularity. This, absolutely. Everything that, that that this girl, Bernadette was her name, Bernadette Prati, everything that Bernadette wanted, Kirsten got, and she got it very easily. And so I'm watching this. I'm like, gosh, this would be kind of interesting to write about, you know? And so that was where I got the idea for and when I die. And then this was kind of weird. So when <laughs> I was watching it, I was like, you know, in addition to it being, like, being really interesting, I said, this kind of seems like a Lifetime movie. Well, it turns out that they had actually made a movie back in the 90s with Tori Spelling uh, and oh, Kelly Martin. Tori Spelling. <laughs> right. She was like the queen of those movies right. back in the 90s. Right. And um, it was called A Friend to Die For. And I had already seen it, you know, not realizing oh, right away right. the connection. So then I went and I found it and I rewatched it again. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this was so good. That was where all the inspiration came from, was from, from Kirsten Costas's murder. Case um, and the movie. In, yeah. Back now in I have to go watch this movie. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, I love it. And then actually Lifetime did remake it uh, pretty recently within the last couple of years. They oh, wow. it. So, yeah, just, you know, a rainy weekend, just sit back and just, you know, check out with right. <laughs> the cheerleader movies. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm going to do with that right after this, actually. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> You're like, why wait? <laughs> right. So how was writing this book? Because you've written so many thrillers at this point. How was it writing this one? This one was a real challenge because I not only had to have the the previous murder, you know, but also the the present day murder. And so then making sure that, you know, how they connected. And there are multiple characters, probably more than in any of my other books that I've written prior to this. So there were the three girls, you know, I mentioned Whitney, Jordan and Carly, and then there were their mothers. So those were also kind of going on. Their moms are uh, really involved in the story as well. in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because again, it's this small affluent community. It's, you know, kind of tight knit, you know, place. And so everything's connected to every other thing, you know, kind of like smaller communities. Right. I love to be the case. I love a web like that. It's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a map to figure out as like a mystery, which is so cool. Yeah. That's a great way to think about it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So it, it took a while to figure out how to connect all the dots, how to build each of those characters, because it's really six characters that I'm focusing on. And so making sure that each character feels distinct and feels interesting and that you want to follow their journey. So it took a very long time and I stopped and started several times. I mean, oh, uh, man. all time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I had gotten to a point where I had given up. I said, I just too much. I can't do it. I don't know how to figure this out. Oh, and then man. I 
did, yeah, yeah, it was, it was very, I got very discouraged. And then I just one day said, you know what, I've come so far on this. I've rewritten it probably 10 times and just do it, just do it and put it out there and then just move on from it. And then my, um, my sister, she always reads all of my books for me. She's the first person that I have read my books. I kind of reluctantly let her read it when I finally had like a working, like a readable working draft. And I was like, you know, it's okay if you think it's terrible. Like, I'm not going to be upset, you know, I promise. And it's a pretty sizable book. I mean, it's it's 500 plus pages. And she said, oh my gosh, I read it in like two days. And I was uh-huh. like, is it really? Yeah, okay. I couldn't put it down. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> so that definitely, and, and she doesn't care about my feelings. So, you know, even though she's my <laughs> family. So, so that kind of gave me the confidence to say, okay, I, I think absolutely. I got something here. Yay. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of a cool story to hear that process, that journey. I've always find it interesting to hear others go through all these, like having to do post-it notes or index cards or trying Mm -hmm. to figure out kind of like that web we're talking about. And then us readers are like, I read it in two days. What right. else do you have? And <laughs> right. you're like, it took six months or it took, it right. took two years of my life, but y'all, yes. you guys read in two days. Thanks. Right. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And it's like, oh my gosh, it was so hard. And then when, like you said, when you hear that it, oh, I finished it just like that. You're like, I wish like, I could have written it good, just like that. But... <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Bianca, what else can you tell me about you as an author? Yeah. So I write suspense novels about the dark side of love. I, as a kid, I grew up reading Nancy Drew, Trixie Belden, like those, you know, kinds of books. And then when I got to, I guess, like high school, I discovered Mary Higgins Clark. And, you know, she was considered the queen of suspense. The first book of hers that I read was The Cradle Will Fall. And it, I don't know if you've ever read it, but it just, I would highly recommend, highly recommend. It, it, it was disturbing. It got under my skin uh-huh. and I was hooked. I was totally hooked after that. So I always say, people will ask me, you know, why did you choose to write mysteries? And I always say, well, they chose me because I've always loved the genre. I love trying to figure out who done it. I love the suspense part of it and the puzzle of stories like that. And so I always had, you know, been that kid also who would write like short stories and always scribbling, you know, little things in notebooks and that kind of thing. And then with my first book, actually, which is called Killing Me Softly. Um, I had that idea and it's a crazy idea, I admit, and anyone who's read (laughs) it who will say, yes, that's a crazy idea. But I just, I was inspired by all of the books that I had read growing up as a kid. And I just started writing. I just had this notebook and I was just scribbling and just, okay, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. And gosh, I think I could write a book as they say, the audacity of hope, right? That you believe (laughs) you can. So you can, so you do. I sat down and I, I wrote this book. I didn't know what I was doing, truly did not know what I was doing, which again, that there's something, there's kind of a blessing in that. (laughs) Because if you knew what you were doing, you might not do it. So (laughs) sat down, I I wrote this and then I kind of, I guess, did it maybe backwards. Then I took some writing classes and I started reading some books on the craft. In one of the writing classes that I took, I took Killing Me Softly and I workshopped it. And Uh the feedback, yeah. And this was really like the first test drive. And so the feedback that I got was so positive. I said, I think I have something here. And so I'm just going to go for it. And so I did. 
And so I did and just kind of never looked back. Congratulations, though. Thank you. This is this is really exciting. But now that you've had this many books, do you feel Mm -hmm. a lot of pressure having to conjure up more and more mysteries? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no shortage of ideas, which is great. Right. Um, but you know, then it's making the idea reality. So I, right now I have two manuscripts that I'm working on right now. And I just had my sister, she just finished uh, giving me her thoughts on the draft. And then I, the lead character is a plastic surgeon. The protagonist is a plastic surgeon. And so I've been collaborating for lack of a better word, collaborating. She's been helping me a plastic surgeon here locally in Chicago. Who's yeah, she's read those pages and she's given me some feedback. And so I'm going to go back and incorporate her feedback. And she's like, and if you want me to write, you know, read them again for you. And I'm like, oh, that would be great. So so that's a process uh, where I'm at right now. And then I'm about a, about 30,000 words in with the, the manuscript after that. You know, because I think I always try to write something a little different each time, you know, what obviously, you know, different kind of story and different characters. Um, because I write standalones, I don't write series. It's coming up with the new twists and the new turns on the right. story and, you know, trying, like I said, to do something different every time and trying to, you know, kind of top yourself <laughs> in a way. So yeah, it's definitely a challenge, definitely a challenge, but you just, you keep going, you keep at it because you love it. You love, you love the process. That is so neat. That is so cool. Thank you for all oh. that. Okay. I, I know that I shouldn't ask a question like this, but I'm going to ask. <laughs> now now you have to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you have a favorite child as far well as your books? I know you shouldn't be like putting <laughs> one on a pedestal, right? <laughs> yeah. But is there one that you want to at least spotlight on for today at least? Well, I will say that I, I'm actually going to say three. I'll say Killing Me Softly because it was my first and gotcha. and as I am the oldest in my family, therefore I am the queen. So <laughs> therefore my books. Rightfully also, so. <laughs> rightfully so, exactly. I think it's also the one that most people know me for the most. It's, it's the one that kind of brings people, you know, the attention has been that book. It's brought me just, just kind of beyond my wildest dreams. You know, as I said earlier, it's just like this weird little story idea that I had that I was like, this is ridiculous. Like nobody's going to read this. This is so silly. And then it just kind of like exploded. Like I said, just kind of done more than I ever expected or anticipated. So I'm always, I, I will always be grateful to killing me softly for kind of opening so much up right. for me. And then I would say a book from I think 2020, this came out it's called What You Don't Know. Very different in terms of the structure and in terms of the format. It's done in kind of an oral history style, which I have read a couple of those for like nonfiction. And I always thought, gosh, that'd be so cool to do as a novel. And I don't know if you've read Daisy Jones and the Six or seen the show. And so that's kind of the oral history kind Kind of of documentary. Documentary style. Gotcha. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And so what you don't know is like that. And I just had so much fun writing that because it was so different. And I thought that the kind of the twists in it, were just so much fun for me to come up with and to write. So that one, that's one that I really appreciate. As difficult as it was, I think, and When I Die is one that I'm really very proud of and the feedback that I've gotten on it and how people have responded to it. So yeah, those are my three, you know, that I would say I have a lot of uh, gratitude for. And, um, you know, I love all my books, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, and one that 
that I do actually have a little bit of a soft spot for is live to tell. And that one, the protagonist is male, which I'd never done a male protagonist before. Oh, interesting. So yeah, that was, and it was first person. So it was just, I was doing everything differently with that one. So those are ones that I maybe have, like I said, a little bit of a, a soft spot for. I'm so <laughs> fascinated by your work, um, especially yeah. when I love I love suspense and thrillers like this. Yeah, yeah. And and also my protagonists, with the exception of, as I said, Live to Tell, they're people of color, which was also very important to me to do. You know, being a person of color myself and, you know, you want to, what is, who said, I think it might have been Maya Angelou, you know, write the book that you want to read. And I wanted to see more books that were set in Chicago. I wanted to see protagonists that were, you know, people of color, diverse groups of friends and diverse families and, and all of those things. So, so that's what I write about. Absolutely. I'm in awe, to be honest with you. I feel like I'm oh. fangirling all your work oh. here at the moment. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Is there a genre or is there something that you, you maybe want to try out besides your gold here, your Suspense and thrillers is something that you want to shift toward? Something that's been in the back of my mind for many, many, many years. If I could just find the time to do it, I would love to write. You know, like I was saying before, I grew up in the 80s. And back in the 80s, you know, you would read these big sprawling like family sagas. Of course, I can't think of an example of one right now, but, you know, it would just be these, you know, like Sidney Sheldon would write these big sprawling, uh-huh. you know, epics spanning decades and, right. you know, those kinds of things. So I, I have an idea for this kind of family saga with several different books and focusing on the different family members and their trials and tribulations. And, you know, there would be some elements of mystery and some, you know, elements of you can't suspense, help but it. that wouldn't, <laughs> I, could, I can't help it. Exactly. It's just, it takes over. That wouldn't be so much the focus. It'd be more about like the family dynamics. And I would love to do that. And, and like I said, you know, if I could just find the time, <laughs> one of these days, one of these days, I'm going to, because I have, I've had this idea for so many years and I have the stories. I have all the characters. It's there. They're, they're here. They're there. Just it's just a matter of it totally. So it's just right. a matter now of getting it, getting it down. It's funny how we were saying that there needs to be a little bit of mystery in there. A while back with my other podcast, my co-host and I, we were reading a book and I, I honestly wasn't sure what genre it was. I wasn't, I didn't mm, really yeah. research yeah. And then about maybe 40, 50 pages into it, I texted her and I was like, is there a murder coming up? Is there a mystery? <laughs> like, I'm not sure what, yeah. what I'm Where's expecting. Where's this going? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, it's just about people and their lives. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that changes things. <laughs> not that I didn't want to read it. It's right, just I was right. waiting for like an axe to drop or something. Something to happen. She, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, there's no, it's not any of that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so <laughs> I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and it's interesting because I do read a lot also of, you know, literature, you know, that kind of thing. I don't, I don't just read all mysteries all the time. What do you mean? That's, <laughs> well, that's how we think of authors. So don't, don't tell me that. Don't shatter the illusion. Yeah. Right. I was talking to a horror author and he was like, and he said, oh yeah, I was watching National Lampoon or something like that. And I was like, what? <laughs> right. I just imagine all authors, whatever you're writing, that's all in your world. That's it. Like that's your it. Yeah. lights dim and 
Okay, don't, yeah. yes, don't shadow delusion, please. <laughs> oh, okay. My apologies. Yeah, but no, I was mentioning before Daisy Jones and the Six, you know, there's nothing, no, although funny story, I thought when I picked up the book, because there was another book that had a similar kind of cover, mm-hmm. it was about the Manson murders. It was like a fictionalized version about the Manson girls and all that. And that's what I thought I was picking up. I thought I was picking up that book. And I started reading Daisy Jones. And I'm like, this is not anything to do with Charles. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) But then I was kind of like, well, all right. It kind kind of ignited something. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, it's kind of interesting so far. I'll just keep reading it. And then I I loved it. I wound up just like couldn't put it down. But yeah, I I totally thought I was getting this Manson girls book. (laughs) No, it's I'm reading a book about some rock and rollers. So, (laughs) How has it been since you published And When I Die or just your recent books and things like that since you're you're a veteran now when it comes to publishing? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm trying to be, but yeah, no, you know, it gets, it's so much fun to come up with the ideas and, you know, put them down on paper and come up with the characters. I love developing new characters. I love coming up with figuring out who they are and what makes them tick, what motivates them. It's one of my favorite things. And then just, again, coming up with the different ideas. I I read magazine articles, I read newspaper articles. I keep a whole file of ideas for future stories. And, you know, as we've talked about investigation, discovery, goldmine of ideas and, you know, stories. I love the puzzle of it. I love figuring out, you know, how to do something different with each story. It's a lot of fun for me. And I think that's, and and it has to be fun because it's not easy. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, you know, late nights, early mornings, it's weekends, it's starting over. It's, oh, that's stupid. Oh, I got, oh, you know. (laughs) But yeah, you you have to you have to really love the craft of writing, the craft of storytelling to be able to keep showing up and doing it day in. And day the out. patience, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's, that's that's a great point. Like having patience with yourself because it can be frustrating. Like, why can't I figure this out? How come it's not just coming, you know, right. super easily? So so, Bianca, where can we get your books? I am at all the major ebook retailers. So, Amazon, iBooks, Nook, all of those. But the best place to start is my website, Bianca Sloan with an E.com. And you can get connected to where all of my books can be found. My first book is actually an audiobook as well. So, oh, uh, Killing cool. Me Softly. Yeah. So, for the audiobook lovers out there, ebook, print, audiobook. You can learn a little bit more about me, learn a little bit more about my books, but um, all my social media channels are connected to my website as well. You can sign up for my newsletter. I do a monthly newsletter. You know, I talk about how I write. I talk about in the backstories of some of my books, just all, you know, research things I'm doing, all kinds of different things in my newsletter, Uh, you know, exclusives and freebies that you can only get and being a part of my newsletter. I call my book club, Bianca's book club. So yeah, the website is really kind of Bianca Sloan central (laughs) is where Uh where you can find everything. So, well, that's, that's pretty cool. I want to say thank you for coming by today and giving me a piece of your world and thank you. Giving me all this information with all the thrillers you've written. I think it's so amazing. <laughs> I'm so interested in all this. Any last minute thing you want to say before we go today? I just want to thank you for having me. This was oh, a lot of fun. <laughs> and I love, you know, being able to talk about books and writing and reading and all that. So this was an opportunity to do all all of the above. So thank you. 
Okay, I want to see your books into like movies and things like that, especially for when I die. I think it's, uh, if you even know though there's somebody... movies already. But, yeah, oh yeah, well it's in recording, so hopefully. Yeah, it's out there we're in out the in the world. Right? <laughs> but thank you again. I would and, love that. Uh, thank you. Yay. And I hope you come back to talk to me some more. You know, your 20th books, your 15th oh, books, whatever. All that good I would, stuff. I would love to. Thank you. <laughs> yay. I will talk to you later, Bianca. Thank you so much for today. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. Please continue to support indie authors and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash tellmepodcast, where just for a price of a coffee, you can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships, and you can look at all the info about it, and I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcasts books, cats, and snacks, where Caddy and I talk all things book and about her cats too. See you then. Thank you. Bye-bye.